Are you tired of waiting for sparks to fly on your dating app? Do you dream of running through airports to deliver an out-of-breath, unplanned monologue? Then stop doom-scrolling and start listening to Meet Cute Rom-Coms. Feel-good love stories that take you from chance encounter to grand romantic gesture in just 15 minutes. We're bringing rom-coms back. Get a brand new Meet Cute series on the first Tuesday of every month with new episodes twice a week. Fall in love with Meet Cute Rom-Coms wherever you find your podcasts. Is this where we kiss? Maybe we should like designate like what is a one star what's a two star what's a three star beyond a rubric yes i don't want to do that (laughs) (laughs) okay just pure Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark review podcast. I'm Megan, a longtime Hallmark movie fan. I'm Wendy. I'm your Hallmark, no, former Hallmark hater. Ooh, today we're discussing Three Bed, Two Bath, One Ghost, which originally aired on the Hallmark channel on Saturday, October 7th. Hey, we'd love to be friends with you on Instagram. You can find us at Girls Gone Hallmark and Megan and Wendy. Come join Andrew Walker in our (laughs) Facebook group. Hey, just joking. Um, You know, people pretend they're these Hallmark stars, right? Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't know if they're bots or what the situation is. Fan accounts. We have like seven Tyler Hines following us on TikTok. It's so funny. Anyway, Andrew Walker, and I say that in quotes, (laughs) uh, requested to join our Girls Gone Hallmark Hallmark Facebook group. We denied him. But what was funny, what was funny is I shared something about it on Instagram yesterday and Andrew Walker himself laughed at it. He sent a little laugh emoji. So I love it. I thought that was funny. Anyway, uh, we're Girls Gone Hallmark in Facebook groups. Come give us a join. You know, the fake accounts is such a problem that Hallmark at some point earlier this year put out a list of the official social media presences Mm. of all of their stars smart because i think some of these accounts are nefarious yes and i think their demographic could be easily targeted yes you know what i mean wink wink nudge nudge stop doing that people (laughs) yeah anyway don't take advantage don't talk to people in the dms if you think it's tyler hines because it's not let's talk some hallmark news okay i have a little bit okay go ahead TMZ reported that the Queen of Christmas, Lacey Chabert, recently reunited with Mean Girls co-star Lindsay Lohan and Amanda Seyfried to film a Pepsi ad. <gasps> That's fun. Me thinks it might be a Super Bowl ad. Yes. Do you think? That's excellent thinking. Mm, yeah, kind I, of interesting. I'd get excited about that. Yeah, me too. I don't know why. I mean, I like that movie, but I mean, it has such cult status. Well, half these Super Bowl commercials, I'm like, I don't understand the reference. Mm. Like, sometimes they're real niche nods to some, like, pop culture moment that I don't always understand. Mm-hmm. So that one, I would I would get it. You know, it, it's a balm to my Gen X heart. Yeah, I hear you. So we famously do not watch One Calls the Heart, mostly yeah. because we're so many seasons in at this point. Mm-hmm. And our Hallmark plate is full, but we would re- be remiss in not discussing the current drama on that show. I cannot guarantee that the next 
two minutes will not contain spoilers. So tap ahead if you have not watched this week's episode and you want to remain pure of heart in that way. But a little backstory. Aaron Krako plays Elizabeth on When Calls the Heart. And she's in a bit of a love triangle between her fiance, Lucas, who's played by Chris McNally, and Mountie Nathan, played by Kevin McGarry. Now, I don't know if she and the Mountie ever had a relationship or if they just have these unrequited feelings. I don't actually know any of that. But there's a love triangle and she is engaged. And on this week's episode, Lucas, Chris McNally, he's been like politically inclined and had an opportunity that she encouraged him to take, but ultimately was going to take him out of the town of Hope Valley and away from her because she's not interested in leaving Hope Valley because that's the whole center of the show, the heart of it, so to speak. And in her encouraging him to leave, their relationship is effectively over. Mm. Now, there is one more episode in this season, so who knows what's going to happen, but the uproar was wild. I saw posts on Twitter of people saying they would never watch Hallmark again. I saw people saying they were deleting their fan accounts, like they have these Twitter accounts that are dedicated to when calls the heart and when calls the heart only, and they were deactivating those accounts. I am trying to think of a time when I've been so invested in a show where I said I will never watch this again because I feel victimized by the storyline. Mm-hmm. I know my husband stopped watching Grey's Anatomy when they killed off Derek. Spoiler alert from 2010. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, the George O'Malley 007 surprise death storyline is one of the tragedies that will live with many elder millennials and Gen Xers our entire lives. But I thought it was wild. So I did a little bit of an Instagram stories poll last night as of this morning it is 60% Team Nathan, the Mountie, 40% Team Lucas. We did get a couple of messages saying, I am so tired of this love triangle. And then in response to this poll, another listener and friend of the show, who I will allow to remain anonymous at this moment, said, you need to ask what people think of Elizabeth, which I thought, there's some hot intel, right? Like, are people over her? Mm-hmm. Um, so I did a little slider. The average answer is like, they're giving her like a 60%. They're, they're, not a single person has slid all the way to the right. There have been uh, several giving her like a zero, like mm. no slide at all. Wow. So there... People feel strongly about When Calls the Heart. Answer me this. What are they pissed off about? Are they pissed off about the way the story's going or not going? Are they unhappy about McNally maybe leaving the series or? I think all of the above. Maybe they believe that it's not true to what the characters, Mm -hmm. what they believe they would do or should do. Is Chris McNally leaving? Of course, there are clickbaity articles asking that question. There's no definitive answer. It's not like we know he's being written off the show or he wants to leave. So I don't think anybody knows for sure what's going to happen next week. Could we see a reversal? We don't know. Hmm. But the Hallmark world is a buzz. Well, I'm sorry to miss it. <laughs> yes. We will never understand for ourselves. But if you have strong feelings about When Calls the Heart and this particular love triangle, please send us an email, meganandwendy at gmail.com. Yes. All right. I have two more little news and notes. Yes, ma'am. Um, Brant Daughtery. Mm-hmm. Did I say it right? I think it's Daughtery. 
Ugh. Brant Daughtry announced that he and his wife Kimberly are expecting a second baby in early 2024. Uh, he will be next seen in this year's hardest to pronounce movie title, Joie Noel. Good job. On October 29th. That's wild to me. I know these movies start October 20th, but there's such a disconnect to me talking about Christmas movies in October still, all these years in. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Christmas movies, there's uh, the posters for these movies are starting to emerge. Have you seen any that like tickle your fancy? Well, the movie that features Jonathan Bennett, Mm -hmm. I hate the poster. Oh, you I'm don't like so that. excited for the movie. The cast is killer. I hate the poster. You don't like that posed on the stairs? I know in my heart the movie will be far better than the poster leads me to believe. But if I were to judge a book by its cover and I didn't know any of those actors, uh-huh. I would skip it. Oh, no. Now, I'm not judging it by the cover. I know every single one of those actors and I'm looking forward to it. Wow. Wow. What about you? I uh, I haven't seen anything that has stood out. I I will note that while I was watching this movie over the weekend because I watched it live, mm. Hallmark going in hard on their countdown to Christmas commercials right now. Yes, like you know, that candy shop commercial. What candy shop commercial? The one with Nikki Deloach. I don't think I've seen that one. You haven't seen that promo? It's like a... It's a countdown to Christmas overall promo. It's not for anyone's particular movie. Mm. And I fast forwarded through it when we were watching it. My husband goes, what are you doing skipping our Christmas commercials? And I was like, I've seen it 800 times at this point. Do you need to see? I mean, Nikki Deloach could not be cuter, but do you need to see it again? Oh, interesting. I, maybe. I, I don't know. I All I recall is Tyler Hines giving like a cheers from his movie. Mm. Never been Chris. I haven't so. seen that one. I don't know. Just like my body has like this like reaction though. And like the jingle bells are, uh, I'm not ready. It's too early. I'm freaking out a little bit. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. If you look at the countdown to Christmas app, if you use that app, a shocking number of movies have images at this point in the game. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Usually it's like stock image. Yes. And there are, To be fair, a fair number of these. The Where Are You Christmas, where Lindsay Fonseca is in black and white. Have you seen seen it? it. I've seen it. (laughs) Kind of love it. I feel like they're just doing a little bit more. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put a bunch of them on our Instagram stories and have people vote and see what if they like. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Coming soon, guys. Coming soon. (laughs) Are you ready to talk three bed, two bath, one ghost? I am. Synopsis first, right? Yeah. Okay. A 1920s ghost refuses to leave real estate agent Anna's new listed home. Worse, the spirit is convinced she cannot pass over until she gets Anna back together with her ex. Starring Julie Gonzalo, who plays Anna Jenkins. She recently appeared in a Girls Gone Hallmark review of Pumpkin Pie Wars, in which we were a house divided. Mm-hmm. Um, she also appeared... Among other things, in a movie called The Sweetest Heart, alongside her now partner and co-star in this movie, one Chris McNally. Now, Ray, I I know they're, now I know they're a real life couple. I don't think they are married. Though. That is my understanding as well. And if they are, it's not 
public knowledge. Right. They're like super private. Mm-hmm. And they had a baby last year. Yeah. That's exciting. Uh, Chris McNally plays Elliot. Chris is known for his role as Lucas on Wind Calls the Heart. We obviously talked about him earlier. He has 40 acting credits. Outside of Hallmark, he was seen in Grease, Rise of the Pink Ladies, and Firefly Lane, both from 2023. Hey. You didn't know that, did you? Well, I didn't. Me neither. Madeline Arthur plays Ruby. She was also in the two All the Boys I've Loved Before trilogy, and this was one of those moments when someone appears on screen and you cannot go on until you know what you know their face from. Mm-hmm. And this is such a testament to the hair and makeup and costuming department because I never would have made the jump to her as Chris from the To All the Boys I've Loved Before series, but she's delightful on screen. Yeah, I didn't know she was in that trilogy of movies. I knew she played May in Devil in Ohio, which is a Netflix show, I think. Um, she was also in that series you you liked called Blockbuster. I did not enjoy that series. Oh, I'm sorry. That series you watched called Blockbuster? <laughs> I wanted to like it because I love a, a, a soothing sitcom. The mm-hmm. It was, I watched the first couple of episodes. I couldn't finish it. I'm so mm-hmm. sorry. <laughs> wanted to love it. Did not. <laughs> the story is by Greg Rawson and Brian Sawyer. The teleplay was written by both Greg Rawson, Brian Sawyer, and Joa Bakken. Yes, ma'am. Greg Rawson has written a ton of Hallmark movies, including recently The Professional Bridesmaid, The Winter Palace, The Santa Stakeout, and so many more. In fact, his IMDb reads like he's only written Hallmark movies. Well, I did a little bit of a deep dive because Greg Rawson and Brian Sawyer are co-writers and they share 38 writing credits. Mm -hmm. Brian Sawyer has exactly one writing credit not shared by Greg, which is Tex, the passive-aggressive gunslinger. And these Mm -hmm. dudes write a lot of Hallmark. Yeah, that's so interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Joa Botkin, one of our favorite Hallmark writers. Well. She's one of my favorite Hallmark writers. I don't want to speak for you. But her next Hallmark film is the Tyler Hines movie, Never Been Christ. This was directed by Kevin Fair, who has 42 directing credits, tons of Hallmark, including Girls Gone Hallmark, Fave, Taking a Shot at Love. Oh, man. That was from the early days. The early days. For us. Yes. <laughs> this movie was filmed from June 12th to June 30th in 2023. The rural estate used is known as Copperstone Mansion. It's located in Langley. Other television shows like Riverdale, Bates Motel, Supernatural have all used this property to film. Yeah, it's a real house. Indeed. Um, As of the recording of this episode, this movie has a 7.4 out of 10 rating on IMDb, Mm. which is an incredibly high rating for a Hallmark movie. If it can break into the sevens, that's a great rating. In the yeah. Hallmark world. Do you think that's because this was unlike many other Hallmark movies? I think, yes, the departure from form. I also think that it is one of the, I would call this like new Hallmark, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is current day moving forward Hallmark, but without the hot button issues that some of the trolls come out against. Mm, interesting. So it managed to be like forward thinking, but cautiously so. Yes. 
Yes. Let's talk first impressions. My first impression is this ghost breaks all the ghost rules. Oh. We're going to have to hear more about that. Okay. Mine was, this is nothing like I imagined it would be. Oh. I was expecting like a ghosty hijinks. I don't know. There were some ghosty hijinks. Some, but it didn't rely heavily on uh-huh, it. Uh-huh. So anyway, we'll talk more about that. All right. What did you like? Um, well, okay. We'll just get right into it. I was truly expecting something else. Like I said, ghost and hijinks. Um, don't watch the CBS series Ghosts. L- <laughs> lots of that. It's, it's a great adaptation, but you'd hate it. You know, like hijinks is like my nemesis mm. is that right mm-hmm. my uh my uh what's this superman kryptonite yes yeah um but what we got was a really lovely story about friendship mm-hmm. and two women helping each other yeah I, I thought it was great i agree this movie i have to say the title of this movie made me nervous Like, I was just worried that it was going to be silly, maybe a throwaway, wedged Mm. in right before Countdown to Christmas. It's, in my opinion, one of the best movies of the year. Maybe the best. I need to look back over what we've seen. I thought it was fantastic, particularly the two female leads. Look, Julie Gonzalo can act circles around all of her co-stars in every movie she's in. But Madeline Arthur, my notes say... Madeline Arthur, Madeline Arthur, Madeline Arthur is such a star in this movie. As Ruby, I loved her so much. I agree. Unfortunately, I think she might be one and done for Hallmark. Do you think she was like too typecast? No, I just think like she's on the rise. I don't think like Hallmark is going to be her um, playground. I think that's a good point. Mm-hmm. I mean, which is unfortunate because I remember there was uh, another gal and I can't remember her name, but she was in one of the Wedding Bell movies and I thought she was such a standout too and haven't seen her in anything else either. You know, I just feel like some of these actors who may just be taking a job because they need a job, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. really outshine. Right. Like Hallmark had those waivers, so they were able to take this job. Yeah. 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 I don't know. She was great, though. She's mm-hmm. great. She's mm-hmm. great. I really like the other cast, too. I thought Chris McNally was great. I don't think I've ever... I can't recall a movie I've watched him in. Well, we did watch The Sweetest Heart over the weekend because it came on right after this movie. Mm-hmm. And we were out of town. So what do you do when you don't have all your apps? <laughs> you watch yeah. live TV. Um, I did not watch the whole thing, but... I enjoy him on screen, and I do believe that's the movie in which these two actors met. Oh, they were both in that movie? They were in that movie together, yes. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I enjoyed him on screen. I can see why people are drawn to him in When Calls the Heart. You know who I didn't like in this movie, though? Mm. And I'm just going to throw it here. I did not care for the dad character Mm. or the other Madeline real estate agent, Terrence. I just, like, get out of here with your, like toxic masculinity yeah terrence sucks and he's supposed to suck i'm not sure the dad's supposed to suck and he does anyway he does suck it's it's the way he treats his daughter to me 
Like, he's like, oh, like, he's, he's very dismissive of her. And then, like, gives her this big job and then takes it away because she can't handle it. But, like, based on what? He's wanting her to fail, it feels like. He basically has decided that she doesn't have it <laughs> to do this job. Yes. He wants her to prove herself to him. But already in the back of his mind is thinking, eh, it's not really going to work. Like, I'm going to have to swoop in and I've got Terrence on the back burner if you can't hack it. Yeah, I just hated that. And Terrence, like, the whole scene where, oh, it was such a cute scene where she's, like, dancing. She's dancing with Ruby. Obviously, Terrence doesn't see Ruby. Mm-hmm. And he, like, films her with his phone. He's like, oh, she's nuts or whatever. I was like, because a girl can't dance alone in a room? Like, yeah, she's having a good time. Stop that. Uh, just, I hated the two other dudes in this Sure. Movie. And there are some moments, like, when she's having a conversation with the ghost in a restaurant, that might strike you as odd. But dancing, no. Right. The writing was really fresh in this movie. And... Mm-hmm. It's no surprise to me that Joao Botkin was a writer on this movie. We've pointed out before she's known for writing complicated relationships. I, this is absolutely true to form. I loved lines like, women can be whatever they want. Like, President of the United States? Mm, not that yet. I just loved it. I have another favorite line, too. Okay. Can I share it? Please. Uh, it's when Anna asks Ruby to go on a drive to see the 2020s. And Ruby says, as long as it's, wait, let me say, as long as it's still a joyous era of packed (laughs) dance halls celebrating national unity and drinking from a collective punch bowl. And Anna makes this face like, (laughs) okay. (laughs) I just thought it was so funny. Agree. I loved the 1920s party scene at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Especially the dancing and the music. I just loved it. I was wondering if there was like a choreographer that worked on this who helped do those dance scenes or if that was something that they like just did on the fly or what. Well, speaking of the dancing, my husband has a a Christmas book. It's like a picture a gas station with a boutique. You know what I'm talking about. With like Mm -hmm. You would find it there. And it's got like fun facts about Christmas through the years. And apparently in 1923, according to this gas station boutique Christmas book, that is the origin of the Charleston in 1923 and kind of launched like the flapper dancing craze. Oh. And so as it starts, he goes, oh, he asks this in the back of his mind. I wonder if this is to celebrate the 100th anniversary of the Charleston. And then they <laughs> kind of, it's from this, it's set in 1923. I just thought it was so funny that there was that tie in there. Yeah. And on another note, I mentioned this ghost breaks the rules. Look, ghosts classically are stuck in the clothing in which they died in. Okay. Uh, yeah. She can change her clothes. She can also manipulate physical objects, which I find wild. I'm willing to let all of that go because I think it makes the movie more interesting to have her constantly like fresh faced and in a new outfit and putting makeup on Julie Gonzalo, which doesn't make any sense because she's a ghost who can touch things, but not people. Anyway, I I love that scene, by the way. I did too. And I loved her many, many outfits. And I think it adds to the movie to just let nebulous ghost rules go yeah because who made those rules right i don't know who says a ghost can't move something correct (laughs) 
I love that scene where she's putting the makeup on her. There was something so tender about it. I, I just, I just thought it was so sweet. One more scene I really liked was the slow dance between Anna and Elliot. And I really felt the chemistry between them. Obviously, they're a real life couple, but I was quite moved by Elliot's like reluctance to like go there again with Anna. Mm. Ah, so good. Yeah. Do you think it works in their favor that they're playing a couple that has history as opposed to a couple meeting and falling in love? That's an interesting question because can we move on to Wished? Yeah. I kind of wish that they weren't ex-fiancés. Oh, you wanted them to be like new love. Yeah. I can't pinpoint why exactly other than like, I don't believe this because ex-fiancés feels very messy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they did have some baggage, but it was a little unclear of like what exactly happened. And so I think maybe it would have been better if like they had just met like maybe she hired him to work on the house or something like that but then that changes the whole trajectory of the story yeah i agree that it didn't seem like there was some big blow up that ended their relationship i almost believed it more though because i think that's real that relationships when they're not being nurtured fall apart and it seemed like they had a conversation where she apologized for not really putting in the effort that was needed. And he later does too. I think that, I don't know, it felt real to me that that could happen, that these two people weren't really on the same page because they were just living life and not really focused on each other's needs. Mm -hmm. But do you think they accomplished that by the end of the movie? It's so hard because if they had just, to me, the better relationship in this movie is, of course... Anna and Ruby. Yes. I'm more interested in that friendship. A hundred percent. So the idea of them just having met and maybe starting a romance in my mind, I'm like, oh, they don't need to fall in love over the course of the two weeks in order to mm. get this house ready for the open house. On the mm. other hand, the bigger relationship is Anna and Ruby. So maybe it's okay if we have, I would be okay with that love story. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I Their you. relationship was secondary to me though. I agree. I agree. So I don't have a lot of wishes for this movie, but I have a tangentially related wish. I've mentioned this movie before. It is called The Spirit of Christmas. It stars Jen Lilly. It is about an old house that she, I'm fuzzy on the details. It's been several years, but she has to get this house ready to sell. And it is also haunted. Uh, of course, she falls in love with this ghost. And um, my wish is for either you to watch it on your own or for us to consider a future review of this movie post-holiday mm -hmm. season because our schedule is packed because I think we really need to talk about this movie. Well, it's I... It's a classic. Th there's, so many, there's so many problems with just the synopsis of it. How do you fall in love with a ghost? Like, what kind of future do you have? <laughs> well, that's how the movie ends. That's the wild part. I, I kind of understand, like, the friendship between Anna and Ruby. Yes. Like, she's trying to get her to pass on yes you know what i mean so yes of course this movie is significantly better i'm not suggesting <laughs> the spirit of christmas is in any way a better movie i'm saying you simply it's from 2015 starring jen lily that's all you need to know i mean um her co-star though is so hot 
Oh, like, okay. I haven't seen him in anything else. Okay. I'm open to it. Sometime in the new year. Yes. I have uh, one more wish. Yes. I needed more backstory. Like, for example, why did Anna and Elliot dissolve their business? Mm-hmm. What was their business? Mm-hmm. Why did they call off their engagement? Ruby died in a car crash on her 25th birthday. How? Was she chasing after Charlie? Mm-hmm. Why didn't Why didn't Anna's dad like Elliot? Like, I need a lot of questions answered. I agree with all of that. And the Ruby storyline with Charlie was so unclear to me because obviously you see him arrive at her party. She sends him away because of all the expectations of her family. And then when you come to find out that they were engaged, but mm-hmm. she sends him away, but her family doesn't approve. I do feel like we could have gotten more out of this movie. I think so too, especially with some of those little details. Yes. And maybe some, like, I didn't need quite as much, like, mantle repair scenes. Because <laughs> something had to go. Also, just yeah. cut the dad out completely. Cut the, the dad didn't totally. need to be there. You could completely cut him out. Agree. Sorry, Xavier Sotelo. I apologize. Agree. Do you have any Did You See That's? I only have one. I'd like to talk about something. Okay. And that is the continued insistence on the part of Hallmark that uh, men age differently than women julie gonzalo is 42 Mm -hmm. the actor who plays her father xavier sotello is 58 years old oh jeez, it's it's too much people so you would prefer if they cast a more age-appropriate actor someone in their 60s yes that really bugs you huh Uh, always the second he came on screen i was like well i'm looking this up (laughs) you're like that guy's not old enough hit me with your did to see that Okay, Anna arrives at the house and she sees Ruby dressed up. This is where Ruby comments on Anna's less than fashionable outfit. Do you remember the scene? Yeah. Like, because Anna comes in, she's like, oh, you changed. And then Ruby's like, this is fashion. Or she says something like that. And then she, like, disses whatever Anna's wearing. The next scene, we see Anna is waxing the floors. This is before the whole, like, feathers on the floor. Uh Uh-huh. And Anna is wearing jeans and a T-shirt. But it's the same day because Ruby is still in her same outfit. But then in the following scene, Anna is back in her original outfit that Ruby made fun of. So I just uh, think like some scenes were out of sequence. Filmed out of order. Yeah. 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 But I thought Anna's outfits were real cute. Like her knee high black boots. Really darling. With her and, little skirts. So cute. Yes. And then with her like jeans and black shirt with her cute little jacket and her tennis shoes. It was very much something I would wear. So I very much liked it. I thought it was so funny when Ruby did her hair. She's like, there, it looks so much better. I'm like, it. You put it, a clip in it. It looks the same. <laughs> you put a clip in it. What did you rate? I gave this movie four stars. 4.25 stars. 4.25. That's a new rating. <laughs> I, I I was almost at four and a half. Almost. It was great. What? 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 You said, I'm all tongue tied. You said you thought this was maybe the best movie of the year. Yeah, I don't know. The rating system is meaningless. <laughs> it, it truly is. <laughs> I feel like it's a four star. <laughs> yes, there's no actual math involved here. Maybe one day I, maybe in 2024, I will keep a note with all of the ratings of all the movies because what I never do is think, oh, well, I rated that movie four stars, but this was so much better than that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Maybe we should like designate like what is a one star, what's a two star, what's a three star and beyond. A rubric. Yes. I don't but... want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just just pure vibes. You can talk me into it. I don't want to shoot your idea down. I'll consider ratings, it. Ratings are done on pure vibes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. If you love seeing real life couples on screen, we invite you to leave a rating or, and a review for Girls Gone Hallmark. It is the best way to help other people find our podcast. And you can do that right inside the Apple Podcast app. We have a special guest next week. <gasps> Y'all. You are not going to want to miss Tuesday's review. We have, I'm not telling you who, but we have very special guests joining us on the podcast. Not one of them, but two. It's a rocking good time at the Thanksgiving Day Parade. So make sure to mark your calendar and come back on Tuesday. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.